Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Today is a special day. It's Mission Sunday. Sister Brittany Winnegar is coming at this time, and she just came back from a mission trip, and she's going to tell you a little bit about uh, her trip and how it pertains to your giving. Would you welcome her as she comes? Praise the Lord, everybody. Um, I was asked to come up here and speak a little bit about my mission trip and what your giving does. Um, I went to Namibia, Africa um, in July for 10 days, and it was truly life-changing. Um, Pastor always says that some go by giving and others go uh, some go by giving and others give by going. And because of your giving, I was able to go. And I'm very thankful for that. While I was there, um, we were in a church service. And there was a man who drove a motorbike into the church service. And it was this red motorbike. And he drove it up into the altar. This is a picture of him. And um, Brother Iker, the missionary there, he told us, he said, this bike was given to us, it was provided through Move the Mission. And I really um, felt impacted because over here in the United States, you know, young people, mostly, we raise money for missions. That's what we do, we raise it for Move the Missions. And I thought it was really cool that I got to experience and actually see a Move the Mission, like, motorbike. Um, so I just wanted to thank everybody that gave, and for Pastor Bounds for allowing me to go, and um, it truly impacted me and the people of Namibia more than you'll ever know. I went there to serve and impact them, and they truly impacted me too. So thank you for giving and praying. And I want to let you know that missions is worth every dollar that you give and every prayer that you pray. I encourage every single young person as well to go on a missions trip. It's so worth it, and I promise you, you will never regret it, and you will grow from it. Thank you. Thank you I think we ought to stand and thank God for that. Amen. Let's clap our hands. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul. Wednesday night, about the end of every day in creation, he stopped, it was incomplete, but he looked over the day and what did he say? He said, he said it was good, isn't that right? Stepped into the next day, worked till a stopping point, he looked over the day, what did he say? It was good. Sometimes we don't want to say it's good until it's complete. But you gotta, you got to trust God in the process. He's going to finish the work that He began in me. And I realize you got projects that aren't finished. You're a project and you're not finished. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you are a project. Praise God. I want you to look, I want you to look over the week. Would you, would you, would you just turn this week because this is what we've been doing. Everybody look over your week and say, it, it's good. Two doors in the tabernacle. 
They enter his what? Gates with. The first gate says, I thank you for what he did. But I think somebody's got to reflect and then you've got to turn with me. Turn with me this way. It's time to expect. It's about to get better. Something's about to happen. I expect the blessings of God this week. Yes, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, I shout hallelujah. But when I think of the goodness on the way, I shout hallelujah. He's going to bless me. say it's about to get better for you. It's about to get better. I want you to look back at your neighbor and say, I'm expecting it to be better. A miracle is on the way. You need to say it and smile and say, it's about to get better. God's going to bless me. Do you believe he wants to bless you? It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the, amen, to give you the kingdom. Let's remain standing all over the building. We're so honored to have with us a good friend of mine, someone who I'm very, very thankful for and proud of. He's 22 years old. When he was 12 years old, I was at a camp preaching about mantles, mantles that never die. And I remember the moment, I can remember the spot that I prayed over him and anointed him. And... Uh, I, it was a moment. I don't remember anything else about the camp except that moment. And uh, I believe that the anointing that was on Bishop Ewing, on your father, is on your life. I didn't know Bishop Ewing, but I could only imagine there's an element of demeanor about you that is similar. Because there is a there was a quiet nature about the bishop. But when he got in the pulpit, he was powerful. And what was on Bishop Ewing's on you. I don't, I don't say this and flatter this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because mantles never die, Brother Spencer. And you're not too young. The Bible says, let no man despise thy youth. Amen. But neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by the laying on the hands of the presbytery. Something happens when the anointing comes upon you that's imparted into your spirit. One of the reasons on you is not just because God prepared it, because of the servitude that's in your heart. There's a spirit of servitude in your heart. What has seemed like isolation has been preparation. And today we are honored. He, he's not done. He's not finished. But there is a there there is a fire that is that is setting onto your spirit. And the timing is now. It's right now. The timing is now. And today I want you to take your liberty. And uh, we're so glad to have your parents with us, Evangelist David and Smith and Carmen Smith. And I'm, I felt to have you to preach today. And I want you to come and take your liberty and do whatever you feel. We scheduled for your dad to follow you today. But whatever happens, we just want the Lord to have his way. Listen, today we have a man of God that's coming to this pulpit. The table's been prepared. Yeah. Are you hungry? Ready to receive? Come on, let's thank the Lord for the man of God that is here. Let's do that one more time. 
I'd like to give honor to your pastor, pastor's wife, and their family. I love them dearly. My mom and my dad, they're pretty good too. They take care of me. I love Jesus more than anything. I want to know him. If I couldn't, if I couldn't do this right here, I wouldn't want to be here. I want to be with him. It's not worth living here if you don't live for him. It's not worth it. In the Bible, it talks of a story of a man named Elijah and Elisha. Stories always intrigue me. I just, I couldn't fathom being a, a boy in a field doing what his mom and daddy told him to do and a man come by and just brush you and you immediately know that's where I'm supposed to go. And you go and you follow a man. I've always loved that. The Bible says in 2 Kings 2, just skip through it because I don't want to make you stand for forever but it says when when it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal you may be seated I just want to talk for just a few minutes today about question promises As Elijah and Elisha went, every time that they went somewhere first to Gilgal, Elijah would turn to Elisha, his servant, and say, you just tarry here, the Lord's called me to go here. And Elisha would say, oh no, 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 I'm going. Wherever you go, I go. Wherever you go, I go. Okay, okay. We go. He's, he's bent and he's going. Next, they go to Bethel. Listen, you just, you just tarry here. I'm going to keep going. You just you hang out here. No, 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 sir. No, sir. I'm going. No. Oh, no. I'm, you're not leaving me. I'm going. Okay. That's okay. You get to Jericho. You just tarry here. I'm just, I'm just going to go with the Lord. No, no, sir. No, sir. I, I'm going. I'm going. Nothing in his heart, nothing in his spirit to question, to, to wonder, to ponder if he was going to do it or not. He was going to go. He said, I, I'm going to go to Jordan. You just tarry here. No, I will not leave thee alone. I'm not. I'm going. Okay, okay, okay. As they went, and every place that he went, his his peers would come up to him and they would say, "You you do know that Elijah, the the Lord's going to come and and take him from your head today. You you know that, right?" I, I know, I know. Hold, hold your peace, hold your peace, hold your peace. That happens to him every single time that he goes. Anywhere that he goes, his peers come up to him and go, you, you, you know that guy's going to leave you today? You, you followed him. You're, you're staying with him. You're, you're bent on, on going with him. And bless God, I'm going. I'm, I'm not doing anything. But you know he's going to leave you today, right? I, I know, I know. Hold your peace. 
What's beautiful about this text is that every time it says that, they, they tell him that he's going to leave thy head. Head in the scripture means rosh. That's translated back to the head, easily shaken. It's the, it's the easiest shaken part of the body is your head. They were telling Elisha, Did you, do you know that he's going to leave you by yourself easily shaken today? Do you know that? And you're still going to follow him. Elisha never had a question. He never had any, any backup in him. It was constantly, no, I'm going. Elisha walked like this behind his man of God, just like this right here. He didn't care where he went. He didn't care what he was doing. I'm going. I'm not looking. They get to the, to, to the, to the brink of Jordan, and they're just standing there. Elisha doesn't care. Elijah takes his mantle. He smites the water. The water parts hither and thither, the Bible says, and they walk across. They cross Jordan through a trial, and Elisha just stays right there with him because he knows I've got my man of God with me. I'm all good. They get across, and after the three times that Elisha is tested to say, you know you're fixing to be shaken in your head today. I know, I know, hold your peace, I know that. But after they walk through that trial of the water, Elijah finally looks back and goes, what do you want? Elisha picks his head up. I, I want a double portion. That's a hard thing to ask, but nevertheless, if you see me when I go, it'll happen. But if not, it won't. Now, what's amazing is Elisha's whole life had to walk like this right here. But what Elijah let him know was, is in that moment when I'm gone, you're going to have to learn to pick your head up and watch me leave you. And from that moment on, you're going to have to walk by yourself. Words were never said, but spirits were translated. Elijah was going to have to learn, Elisha was going to have to learn how to walk with his head up. So as they begin to walk, the Bible says they walked and they talked. It says that the, ch the chariot of fire came and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up in a whirlwind. Elijah picked his head up, and when he saw it, he said that he rent his, his clothes in two. You ask yourself, why is that? In my opinion, or my interpretation of the scripture, I see this as almost like a sign of repentance or leaving what's behind and going towards what you're going, going towards what you're going to. He picked up that promise, that mantle. And he just stood there with his promise that he had walked all those years for. He walked back to the brink of Jordan. And he stood there. And for the first time in his life, he questioned the promise. Where is the God of Elijah? What I've come here to say today is, is don't question the promise. Because the Bible says when he would when he hit the waters, they parted hither and thither. 
and he walked across. And you know the first thing he came in contact with when he got across there? The same people that questioned him bowed before him, the Bible says. People will always question the promise, but nobody can deny the power. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If you're in this house today and you have a question about your promise and you're sitting there in your seat and you're wondering every day that you go through, you know, I came into this thing and I followed my pastor. I did everything he said. I did everything he wanted me to do. I walked through every trial with him. I walked through with him and he turned around and said, you going to go pastor that church? What do you want? Pastor, I believe I have a call to preach. Okay. Pastor moves on and has to go and, and, and do and help other people, help other babies be raised. And you're standing there wondering, what in the world? Where is the God of my pastor? Why would he leave me like this? The same tools that your pastor gave you to get where you are are the same tools that are going to get you where you're going. Don't question the promise. Love Jesus. Love your pastor. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. If you're in this house today and you feel like you've had a promise, and you're standing on the brink of Jordan, and you're wondering what in the world, where is the God of Elijah? Would you stand and come down to this altar and smite the water and walk across and live in the promise that you asked for? Don't be scared to walk in the promise that Jesus has for you. All it takes is a simple act of faith. Would you stand with me? I'm talking to somebody in here. Don't give up on the promise that you asked for. Let a cry come out from your insides. 
Let that passion and desire that you thought you left behind be wrapped around your fist like a mantle to smite the water to walk across. Don't leave this house questioning the promise that Jesus put on you. Daya raba kayoto buraba si andia raba yoto ulibiki atnayo raba. Just as Elijah, when he finally saw what was going to come to pass, when he saw this man of God be caught up in a whirlwind, as he rent his clothes. What I felt today was, is to me, that was an act of, of repentance to leave what was behind and go. If you would today with me, let's just all repent as a family. Say, Lord, forgive me of all of my sins, for everything that I've thought, everything that I've said. Everything that I've done and everything that I've heard. I'm sorry, Jesus, for questioning the promise that I asked for. Thank you, Jesus, for helping me. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me. Yeah, talk to him, talk to him. Talk to him. Yeah, yeah, there it is, talk to him. Talk to him, talk to him. Reach for him, reach for him. Make place in yourself. Tell him, Jesus, I open my spirit. Wherever you want me to go, I'll go. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Whoever you want me to be, I'll be, Jesus. As the ministry's team begins to lay hands on people here, Jesus, just keep praying and talking to Put your hand on your neighbor and pray for them. That's your brothers and your sisters. Pray for them. You might be a guest in this house today and you're wondering, I'm kind of questioning what's going on. I'm questioning what's, what God wants for me in my life. 
come down here and he'll touch you, I promise. He won't leave you. He won't forsake you. If you need anything in this house, he can do it. While Spencer was talking, preaching the way that he does it, you could feel a tug of the spirit in the house here today. And you know what? That, that call of God, there's nothing worse than going around and, 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 and trying to figure out, Lord, what is it exactly uh, that you have for me? I remember as a young man when I came back to church, uh, everybody would say, and it was awesome for everybody else to say, but for old Dave Smith, I was trying to figure out, well, that's good to hear from somebody else, but it sure like seems like everybody else is getting mail for me and I ain't getting mail for myself. Seems like the Lord's talking to everybody else, but he sure ain't said nothing to me. And so I don't care who you are, you start saying, well, they they might just like me because they like my mom and my daddy. Or they might just like me because, you know, I like to cut up a lot and see some things. But then all of a sudden, when I began to talk to the Lord literally for myself and started calling out to him for myself, I realized that he had something for me that I had never obtained because of the fact I was too hard on my own self to let God move for me. I told somebody not too long ago when I was cutting up and doing things that I probably shouldn't be doing, there wasn't nothing that somebody could say worse about me than I had already said about myself. Spencer was talking and teaching and preaching here, giving us about question promises. When the Holy Ghost began to drop in here, you 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 might have been running and looking and searching and asking the Lord, God, what what is it really? I had a young man that wasn't too long ago, Brother Bounds. Well, I don't know, a year or so, maybe longer. He just bottom line is he just said I want to pray but I know I can't live it I said man you're such in the right church he said what do you mean I said turn around when he turned around there was about 200 people out there I said they can't live it either I said God brought you to the right church bud he's like really I said really if you find a perfect church do me a favor don't go and ruin it. Stay here with the common people. Bump your neighbor and say, ain't you glad we're here? You know what? If you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, that's a promise. If you've never received a miracle or you've never been healed in your body, that's a promise. If you've never had a prayer answered, he can do that today because that's a promise. Ooh. 
if, if you really want God to do something in your body, your mind, or your spirit, everybody that's already down here, and there'll be some more coming in a moment, but everybody that's down here, especially in the youth group and the young people, phenomenal young people. I know what they're thinking right now. All right. I heard that. I heard that dude. I heard that young guy. You know what? There's some things that I want the Lord to do for me that he's promised that I hadn't seen him come to pass, but he's going to do it. I'm a believer. You know, I learned something about God. He didn't always come when I think he ought to come, but he will always come right on time. I, yeah. I think sometimes he does that so that he makes sure that he gets all the glory and because of our flesh, we don't end up saying, well, I knew it was going to happen. Oh, God's got a sense of humor. God's got a way of just letting things roll on until we finally get to the point that we say, you know what, Lord, no longer my will but your will. No longer my thoughts, God, but your thoughts. So if you're in this house here today and you need a miracle, it's going to happen in the next few moments. If you need deliverance, it's going to happen in the next few moments. If you need God to fill you with his spirit, it's going to happen in the next few moments. If you need to be refilled, it's going to happen in the next few moments. You know, to be refilled or renewed, I need to put a little clause in that. That doesn't mean you've done something wrong. That just means you're filling back up. You know what I like about refilling of the Holy Ghost? Number one, it's free. And number two, it's fun. There's a few other things. Makes you feel better. When I'm tired, just wore out, sometimes I just lay back and talk in tongues. The Bible says that's the refilling, the refreshing of the Holy Ghost. If you're weary in your spirit, you ought to talk in tongues in a little while. If you're weary in your mind, in your body, you ought to let him refill you in the house here today. So here's what I'm going to ask. I know we've been standing a while, but if you're able to stand, would you stand? If you're able to stand, would you stand? Now, this is the truth-telling time. Bump your neighbor, say, remember, you're in church. Truth-telling time. Nobody's going to shake on you today. Nobody's going to pull on you, jerk on you. Nobody's going to make you do anything that you don't want to do today. But if there's something in your body, your mind, or your spirit, you need a miracle, you need deliverance, you'd like to talk to God about the Holy Ghost, be refilled in the Holy Ghost, you'd like God to do something in your life here today. Now, I know we already got an altar full, but we're, going about, we're about to make some more room. But if you'd like God to do something for you and you're still in the congregation, would you step out and just begin to come down? All right, here they come. Let's give them a hand clap while they're coming down. That's right, just keep coming down. That's right. Come on, they're still coming down. Yeah. 
Don't let somebody or something keep you from getting what you want from the Lord. That's right. Don't let somebody or something keep you from getting what you want from the Lord. Y'all want to come this way some? I got people coming down on aisle one here. I tell people sometimes coming to the altar is like Walmart in the middle of Christmas with one checkout counter. <laughs> we can get a traffic jam and a heartbeat at the church. Yeah, come on down, Mom. You can sit on the front row, Mom. I see you sit right there on the front row. And y'all just come on down, family. They're still coming down all the way from the back. They're coming down. Let's give them a hand clap. Yeah. 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 Still coming down. If Mom wants a chair, we'll get her a chair. It's all right. All right. Anybody else? Yeah, they're still coming down. Mom, you just sit right there on the front bench. Don't. Don't you try to sit right there. I didn't, if I'd have saw you coming like that, I'd have told you you didn't even have to get up. Yeah. We're going to pray. I want the Lord to touch her today. Yeah. I want the Lord to touch her today. Now, we repented a while ago when Brother Spencer asked us to repent. That's beautiful. And if you truly repented here, then God is forgiven and he's ready to do whatever it is that you need. So I'll, I'll just ask it like this. Who, who's got pain in your body? Would you lift your hand? All right. All right. Look at that. I need ministry to find people that's got their hand up and start going to them. I need, I, come on, I need people of faith. It doesn't matter if you're an altar worker or not. And I'm going to get somebody with some with everybody. Here's a man right here. I, I need some of our I need some of our anchor people to move. Got a man right here. You got him right there, Spencer. I got a young lady. She's sitting down right there. Got a young lady. I need a young lady to come right here. All right. There. All right. There you go. I need a young lady to come right here. You got her. All right. Who else got pain in your body? Wave your hand at me. You got. You got her right there. I need some young ladies to come. You got her right there. All right. I need a young lady to come right here. All right. I need a young man to come right here. And you say, well, I haven't been praying a lot. It's all right. You can pray the prayer of faith. You can say, at least heal them. All right. I got two folks right there. You got them, Brother Cody? All right. All right. I got a young lady right here. All right. You got that young man? You got her right there, Mom? I, I need a young lady to come right here in front of this young lady. You got her? Come on. There you go. All right. You got her. You got her? You, all right. I need a, a young lady to come right here. Who else? I see somebody. I see two ladies right there. You say, boy, you're taking your time. Yeah, I'm taking my time because we're about to pray the prayer of faith. All right. Do we got some young ladies to come help in this section right here? All right. You got them? All right. Making sure. All right. Got a young man right there on the camera. You got him, Brother Nehemiah? All right. All right. Who else? Who else? You need... Everybody got somebody with them? Everybody got somebody with them. The Lord's about to touch in here. The Lord's about to heal and feel people in here. God's about to do some great things in here. God's about to touch people in this building. You say, boy, you're sure of that. I'm so sure of that because he's a miracle worker. I'm so sure of that because he's a miracle worker. All right? We've already repented, but one more time, we're just going to say it like this. Say it with me. Say, Lord, forgive me of everything. I'm ready, Lord. 
right now. Let's begin to pray right now. Altar ministers, begin to lay your hands. Young people, begin to find somebody to pray for right now. Anchor Church is still in the congregation. Pray right now. By the authority in the Word of God and by the power of the name Jesus, receive it now, I say, in Jesus' name. Receive it now, I say, in Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.